for all of you, my father's children. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew, the 22nd verse of the 14th verse of the 14th chapter. Amen. Amen. Matthew 14 and 22. 14 and 22. Matthew 14 and 22. Amen. Say amen when you have it. Amen. Amen. That's, amen. Uh, see, that's why we're going to go to electronic Bibles because everybody got a phone. Yeah. I'll be able to have everybody follow along on their phone. Is that all right? Matthew 14 and 22. Say amen when you have it. Amen. Amen. And the word of the Lord reads, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in a ship. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. May it sink deep into our hearts that our souls may be sanctified. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this word which is so full and so rich. We ask you, God, now that you allow us to embark on this journey and allow us to hear what it is that you're saying to us. Allow us, God, to receive our individual messages that we might apply them to our lives and live thereby. This we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, if 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 I had to leave a thought with you for today, uh, it would be God will make you forget your storm.
God will make you forget your storm. God will make you forget your storm. We sometimes find ourselves in a place where we have been walking with God. Everyone has found themselves in a place where they've walked with God, where they knew that God was with them and they prayed and God answered them and God uh, would speak to them that they would receive revelation by way of God's word, that God would talk to them and with them and through them and that they would be assured that they have relationship with God. Well, in this particular scripture, we find that Jesus is in a place where he's about to leave the multitude and he's finished teaching them, speaking to them, feeding them. And he sends the disciples on and he tells them that I need you all to go ahead, meet me on the other side so that I may go and just pray for a little while. Every now and then you might find yourself in a place where you need some quiet time, uh, where you need to just spend time with God alone, when you just need to make sure that everything else around you has been silent. We say, let all the earth keep silence before him. I need to get away. I need to find a space where I will not be disturbed, where I can just pray, where I can hear from God, where I can relate to him and he can relate to me, where I can get in my word, where there's no phone, where there's no friends, where there's no family, where there's no children, where there's no distractions, no train, no bus, no car, no horns blowing where there's just me and God, where there's just an opportunity for us to relate one to another. Well, Jesus finds himself in that place where he says, I need to move away from you every now and then in order for me to talk to my father. I want to make sure that I have uh, heard all of the instruction, that I am following what he has told me to do. And I need to get away from the disciples. I know that you are called by me. You are my chosen. And I'm going to just allow you all to go a separate direction in another way. And I am going to meet you on the other side. Uh, you, you, you've got to understand in this scripture, we find ourselves where he has even moved the multitudes away from him. Jesus was moving some folk out of the way. Every now and then you've got to get everything and everybody away from you so that you can be, as it says in the scripture, alone. It says that he went into a mountain apart to pray and when the evening was come he was there alone. He was alone with God in retirement from the world and in prayer and in meditation. He, he was there in a private way. He wanted to deal with God specifically and personally. As we move through the scripture we find ourselves it says but the ship 
was now in the midst of the sea, and it was tossed with waves, and the wind was contrary. I know that there are times when you might find yourselves away from family and friends, and it seems like when you leave the scene, all hell breaks loose. It seems like as soon as you move away to get some quiet time, uh, everybody that has never called you begins to call you. You find that every disturbance that can happen will happen. Uh, the car will break down. The, the bus will be late. Uh, uh, you'll miss the place that you were supposed to get to. You, you It'll be closed. It, it'll be, there'll be out to lunch, but whatever it may happen, that there's just some things that occur that will cause what seems like to be a smooth situation to now become contrary. And 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 as they're calling you, as they're trying to reach out to you, you are off alone. Yeah, but it says here that the sea was tossed and the waves were driving and the wind was contrary. And in it says the fourth watch because if you knew anything about travel, there were four watches. There, there, there were they. Everyone had their shift in order to watch. There, there. You might have watched uh, every three hours. So from six to nine, somebody watches. From nine to twelve, somebody watches. From twelve to three, somebody watches. And from three to six, somebody's watching. But it says in the fourth. Watch. Now, I don't know what time that may have been. It may have been the wee hours of morning. It may have been earlier at midnight. Whatever the time was, it says at the fourth watch. It means that everybody else got through their watch, but on my watch, something else began to happen. It says at the fourth watch uh, of night, Jesus went in unto them walking on the sea. Now here we are in the middle of a storm. Uh, Jesus just got through praying. We know that he was not in our presence and we were going through some contrary situations. Uh, how do you know that, that, that those things happen? Because sometimes when the pastor is away from church, there's some things that happen that are contrary to the times that he is there. There are some things that happen that don't normally occur when he's not there. There are some storms that may arise when he's not there. There may be some actions that are contrary when he's not there or she's not there. So here we have Jesus walking up on them, uh, on the sea, uh, because he didn't need a boat. And he's walking to the disciples that are experiencing a ship being tossed by waves and is contrary. And it says, and when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out, for fear. You've got to know that when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, they felt as if it was an apparition. It was a spirit. It was a vision. They had no idea that it was God. They felt as though, because in those times when you saw a vision or a ghost or something on the water while you were at sea, 
especially in the midst of a storm, it usually meant that the ship was about to be wrecked. You were about to be in an accident. And here it says that they were uh, uh, afraid, they were troubled because they thought it was a spirit and they cried out in fear. They screamed, they began to shriek with fear. Imagine something walking up to you and you don't know it's coming. You just scream out in fear. You, you scream out, what touched me? If it's dark out and all of a sudden you feel something slide across your ear, you'll scream out and swing and flail uh, uncontrollably because you're not sure what's happening. But when they saw uh, that, 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 that it was that spirit, Jesus said to them, uh, he, 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 he said, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. So here he's now distracting them from their storm. He's giving them comfort. He's giving them an alternative thought. It is not a ghost. It is I. Isn't that what he said? He said it's, it's, it's I. It, it is I. It is, it's me. It's Jesus. Be not afraid. And, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, because, you know, somebody's got to stand up and say, if, it's, if this is true, I need some proof. God, if this is you, I need some proof. God, if you are walking with me in this storm, I need proof that is you. I need proof that you're here. Anybody ever been in a place in life when you needed proof that it was God? That it, you needed proof that God was with you? You needed proof that God was talking to you? You needed proof that God was walking with you? You needed proof that God was in intervening in your behalf, you needed proof because you didn't know what was going on. You felt and saw other things around you. You saw that it might be destructive. You saw that it may have been something that would not have come out to a good end, and you needed some proof that it was God because you heard him say, it's I. Well, I, I, I know you said it's me, but God, if it's you for sure, I need you to do something specific so that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is you. And he said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Yes. Not, not, not just come to you, but I need to come to you on the water. I don't need you, God, to bring the ship to you. I don't need you, God, to calm the storm. I need you, God, to bring me closer. Draw me nearer, nearer, precious Lord, to, to the place where thou hast died. Draw me nearer. Peter is saying, draw me nearer. I, I, God, I need to be closer to you. I need, I need you to, to move me from this place of contrary wind to a place of miracles where I'm able to walk on the water and I can come to you. Amen. Because obviously where you are, 
there's no storm. Where you are, there is no contrary wind. Where you are, there is no confusion. Where you are, there is no danger. But if I stay on this side, if I stay in the boat, I know that I'm going to remain looking at my current situation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Peter says, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Jesus looks at Peter and 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 and, and knowing Peter, he realizes that Peter is always going to give you some extra. Uh, there are some people in your life that are always going to have extra. Uh, they're going to come with extra drama. Uh, they're going to come with extra statements. They're going to come with extra. There's just some folk that just got to have extra. They, they just going to bring a, you can say one, they going to say one and a half. Uh, you, you, they going to one up you no matter what you bring to the table. You can tell them your testimony and their testimony is going to be a minute longer than your testimony. You went through three trials, they went through four and a half. Uh, you was in the fire, well you was in the fire, but you had hot coals under your feet. Uh, it was a volcano and, and the volcano was throwing rocks, but they were hitting you. They wasn't just going Going by, See, there, there's always going to be extra. And when they, when Jesus always dealt with Peter, it was always extra. Peter always had some extra stuff going on. Thou art the Christ, Son of the Living God. He turned around and had to rebuke him as Satan. Peter always had to have some extra. Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Peter always had to have extra. Day of Pentecost, Peter had to have some extra. He had to do it a little bit different than everybody else. Every now and then, we are like Peter. We need a little bit extra. God, I don't need just a regular touch today. I need a little more than a regular touch. I, I, I'm not saying what, what Peter did was bad, but every now and then, you need to qualify. It's me, Lord. It's me standing in the need of prayer. I know everybody else prayed to you. I know they're in the ship here with me, but I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm calling you. I need you to hear my voice. I, I need you to bid me to come unto you. He didn't ask for anybody else to step out the ship with him. Amen. He forgot about his friends. He forgot about his brethren. He forgot about his fellow disciples. He forgot about his fellow yoke servants. He went for himself. Yes. Every now and then when you are in a storm, you have got to go for yourself. You've got to speak unto God and tell God, I need you, God, to talk to me. I, I don't. I, I know I got everybody else around me, but I need you to talk to me. I need you to tell me something. I need you to show me something. God, if it be you, because you said it is I, don't be afraid, then God, I need you to tell me how to come to you. Yes, amen. Because at the end of the day, I want to be where you are. 
I, I don't want to be where I am. I want to be where you are, because obviously where you are is a different place than where I am. You are walking on the water. That's never been done before. I've never seen that. I've seen aberrations and spirits walking on the water, but I've never seen them in the place where they would then talk to me and say, come. Usually if somebody saw a spirit on the water, it meant destruction. The only way we knew that they saw something is if they survived the storm. But God, this is my storm. This is my contrary wind. This is my contrary waves. And I need you, God, to bid me to come to you. Jesus then turns around and says, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship. Now, it, it, that tells me something. It, they wasn't in a rowboat. Because there is no come down out the rowboat. It's only one level. I've never seen a double-decker rowboat. I've, I've never seen that. Now, maybe there might be one, but I've never seen it. Jesus says, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, after you dare God, and he says, come, you're going to have to do something. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, don't, don't call God out and get scared. Amen. Don't, don't call God out and he says, come on, and you don't want to move. Don't say, God, tell me how to get to you. He gives you the direction and you say, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> He said, come. When Peter came down out the ship, it says that he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The ship was in the same spot. The wind was still blowing. The waves were still tossed. Are you with me? Yes. Is anybody seeing this picture? Yes, sir. Has anybody ever been in a place where everything around you was just crazy? Mm -hmm. But you just saw God in a position of peace and comfort. Mm -hmm. And you just told God, I, gotta get, I just got to get to you. Sometimes we'll frame it and say, if I could just get to church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everything around my, my everything, my job crazy, my house crazy, the bus driver crazy, all of the passengers crazy. I, 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 if I could just get to church, Jesus. I'll be okay. Because we equate church with where God is. But I need you to understand that wherever you are, God is there also. But when... Peter came out the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, when he got out of the ship, realize this. He didn't go a different direction. Lord, if you get me out of this. How many of us say that? 
How many of us have said it? Sometimes we say it and we go a different direction. He didn't get out the ship to walk to land. He got out the ship to walk to Jesus. He walked towards Jesus. So here we have Peter now out the ship and he's walking towards Jesus. But when he saw, now God has already made him forget about his stone. He's, he's already made him forget the storm. First of all, he saw him coming. You got to look and see Jesus coming. When he saw him coming, Jesus spoke to him. And after Jesus spoke to him, he spoke back to God. After he spoke back to God, God said, come on. He moved in faith, believing that he was going to get to God and that his position was going to change and that where God is, there was safety. Are you with me? Yes. But when he saw the wind boisterous, going to and fro, wind just haphazard, he was afraid, it says. And beginning to sink, becoming overwhelmed all over again, yes. he cried, saying, Lord, save me. I, you know, you know it, it, when I look through this, this scripture, it, it reminds me of the steps that we so often take. We're in the storm. We pray, God answers, he gives us direction, we're moving in the direction of the answer, of the prayer, we then look back at our situation, we become overwhelmed all over again, and we find ourselves sinking in the same direction that we just walked out of. Amen. 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 Now, we have a bigger problem Amen. because we've stepped out of the ship. Yes. Peter now had two issues. Not only was he in the storm, but now he's in the storm out the ship. Yes. He didn't jump from the pan into the fire. <laughs> He was in trouble before, but now he's in more trouble. Why? Because he's now stepped out on faith. When you step out on faith, you got to stay out on faith. Let, let, let write that down. I think that's a tweetable moment right there. I think somebody ought to tweet that later. When you step out on faith... You got to stay out on faith. Amen. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. I, I'm going to have to have somebody send that to me. Tweet that back to me later on. When you step out on faith, you got to stay out on faith. Amen. Because you can't go back. 
See, it doesn't say how far he got from the ship. So maybe he could have turned back. But it wasn't an option. Because obviously, he stepped out far enough to get close enough to Jesus. Well, how do you know that? How do I know that he got out far enough to get close enough to Jesus? Because it says when he saw, so he walked for a little while and, 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 and he began to observe, not only was he walking on water, but he began to observe what was going on around him. You know, we, we can feel kind of good because we see some things beginning to move in the right direction. I know I'm walking towards God. I, I know that in a little while, everything is going to be all right because God told me come to him. I'm the only one that got out the ship. I'm the only one that had enough nerve to stand and tell God, move me forward. And God said, come on. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. Now, in order for him to say, Lord, save me, he, I, would, I, would, I can just picture him being close enough to God to be saved. Amen. You, you got to ask yourself every now and then, am I close enough to God to be saved? Yes. What, is, what is the distance between me and God? I'm in the storm regardless. But am I close enough to God to be saved? Ask your neighbor that. Ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Are, you close enough are you close enough to God to be saved? Are you close enough to God to be saved? Now, I want you to look at your neighbor across the room. I want you to, I want you to look at them like, like, like you looking at Peter after he stepped out the ship. <laughs> you see Peter he on the water now I want you to see this Peter's on the water now keep looking at him keep looking at him keep, keep looking at him they are out on the water you know you can't reach him and you begin to see them sinking Oh, man, they messed up now. <laughs> Ain't that what you would say? Ah, King, you done messed up. Should have stayed your butt in the ship. Huh? Huh? Look at them. Look at them across the room. Just, just raise your hand and say, are you sinking? Are you sinking? Just holler back, yeah. Yeah. Now point to him and say, are you close enough to Jesus? To be saved. See, only only one person said yeah. The only one that's gonna get saved in this storm 
is Mother Mobley. To God be the glory. See? See? God bless you. Did you leave your information with us? Please do. Please make sure you sign our book. Oh, okay. Huh? So Mother Mobley's the only one that's going to be saved. Because everybody else was not close enough to God to be saved. Nobody else said yes. So here we have Peter crying out, Lord, save me. What I love about this next verse is this. It says, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. Understand what just happened. On the storm, on the ship, Jesus praying, Jesus walks up, storm is, is, is billowing, wind, water, wave. Peter, the disciples see Jesus, they're afraid, thinking it's an apparition, and they think that they're about to crash because that's normally what happened, right? Here it is, Peter, because he need extra. He says, Jesus, if it, Lord, he said, God said, don't worry, it's me, it's I. Don't worry, don't be afraid, don't, just calm your nerves, everything's all right, it's me. Peter says, if it's you, bid me come to you. Jesus says, come on, Peter steps out of the ship, comes down out the ship, walking on the water, walks far enough away so that when he looks back, he can't get to his buddies. His buddies can't get to him, but he's out there on the water realizing there's still wind and there's still wave. Yes, yes. See, sometimes when we take a step of faith, oh my. we think the storm is going to stop. And am I just talking to myself? No. Maybe, I'm talk Maybe I need to holler. Huh? And, and maybe it'll make sense. I don't want to scream and holler. I need, you to, I need this to make sense. Because when you, you, you step out on faith, we sometimes step out on faith and we think that the storm is immediately going to stop. But it doesn't. And I'm still going through the hell I was going through while I was in the ship. Now I'm out the ship. I got twice as many problems. I'm out the ship because I done stepped, because I done ran my mouth. I done stepped out. I done gave God a little bit extra. And he said, come on. He took up my dare. You ain't said nothing. Come on. You bold enough to tell me to come, tell you to come on? Come on. I get up out the ship, I stand in the water, and then I remember, dude, there's a storm out here. What did you get out the ship for? But I'm close enough to God to say, Lord, save me. And it says immediately. Now, Jesus 
There's not a whole lot of times that you read, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm, we got to research it. There's not a whole lot of times when there's a lot of physical interaction with Jesus. Jesus is doing a whole lot of talking. Go, thy sins have been forgiven. You are now whole. Uh, as he went, they were healed. Uh, uh, it's mud, he, he touched them a little bit, but that, didn't, that wasn't a healing. It happened after he went and washed. Right? So there's, no, there's not a whole lot of physical interaction with God. But it says that immediately he reached out and caught him. So it, it, now caught may just be the language that they use. But if we just, if we just visualize caught, when I think of something that's caught, that means that it was falling. Yes. Yes. Peter was falling. He was sinking. And it says that Jesus caught him. Imagine being close enough to Jesus where Jesus can hear you say, Lord, help me. And all of a sudden, his hand comes down and catches you. That's a picture for you to hold on to. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes. See, that's that's not a that's not a that was oh it was love that lifted me. No, it wasn't love that lifted me. He caught me. He took my hand and caught me. He reached out and grabbed me so that I would not sink anymore. Now, cause it's God, He gonna say something. Yes. And He said, "O thou of little faith, yes. wherefore didst thou doubt? You took all of the steps that were necessary for you to get to me, if you had only just kept your eye on me." Yes. So if, if we have run our mouth and we have gotten ourselves potentially into further trouble because now we are out the ship and we are uh, walking towards God, we also have to know that if we keep our eye on him, we will not slip. Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. He kept me from falling because he reached out and caught me. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. Isn't that what that song says? The grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. I shall forever lift my voice to Calvary. To view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my fallen soul. Woo! He looked beyond my fault. 
saw my need. Jesus looked out and saw that Peter needed help, but he cried unto him, Lord, I need thee. Every hour, every minute, every second of the day, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whither shall I go? Hallelujah. Thank you. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus will make you forget about your storm. But when you remember your storm in the middle of your miracle, you got to know that God is still going to be right there with you and for you. And he said, oh, ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Realize that the doubt here is a wavering mentally it's distazdo in Greek it is not disukos which is double minded he didn't fall because he was double minded he was falling because he was wavering in his faith you gotta know that every now and then we waver in our faith not because we are double minded but because there's something that causes us to just move about contrarily in our faith it is not diacrino which is hesitancy it wasn't hesitancy because when Jesus said come he got up out the ship so there wasn't a doubt that was a hesitancy it wasn't a doubt that made him hesitant in his action it was just a doubt that made him waver in his belief it was a doubt that made him waver in his thinking it wasn't a doubt that caused him to be double-minded believing and then not believing it was a double-minded it was a faith it was a doubt that made him waver in what it was that he was thinking and you've got to know because of the notes that I have in my Bible it says here that one wants if one wants an answer to prayer he must not hesitate as to the lawlessness of the request I find that that statement is so profound why because every now and then we ask for things anybody ever ask for things and then after you have asked for something you begin to qualify whether you are worthy of what you have asked for you begin to doubt you begin to waver in your thinking because you don't believe that you are worthy of what you have asked for you've got to know that when you have asked something of God and God says yes it's not for you to turn around and then disqualify the answer that God gave you because you have now held yourself in judgment what you need to do at that point is disregard the lawlessness of your request because the lawlessness of my request says it doesn't matter if I deserve it it matters if I believe it and you got to know that in spite of whether I deserve it or I don't but because I believe it God is going to honor it 
whatsoever things ye ask for when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. It doesn't ask you whether you deserve what you asked for. It doesn't ask you whether you are good. It doesn't ask you whether you are naughty or nice. It doesn't ask you whether you should get it or you shouldn't. It doesn't ask you if your actions warrant, if you deserve an answer from God. It doesn't ask you any of those things. What it asks you is, do you believe that God is able to allow you to come down out of the ship and come to him? That's, that's, that's what he's asking you. He's not asking you nothing else. He didn't ask you whether you need to walk on water. He didn't ask you whether you should walk on water. He didn't ask you whether you was gonna make it if you walked on water. He just wanted to see if you got enough nerve. Do you have enough nerve to walk out on what I said? Come here. Cause if I told you to come, then you are going to make it. If you keep your eye on me. I didn't ask you to pay attention to anything that was going on around you. As a matter of fact, mother, I asked you to walk out of your situation. I asked you to walk out of your situation into a worse situation. The situation I was in was in the storm. Now I'm out the boat in the storm. So God said, come out of your current situation in the boat in the storm into a worse situation. Out the boat in the storm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to walk out the situation into a worse situation. Yeah. And then what he said? Yeah. He said, I don't only want you to stand up and defy Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. I want you to defy him in front of the fiery furnace. Yeah. Yeah. The worst situation was you still got to get in the fire. Yeah. 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 So here it is. Peter is out there. Jesus reaches down and catches him. Asks him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? Why does your mind waver after you have asked me to come unto me? Do you think that I would let you go after I said, come? Do you think that I would deceive you after I said come? Do you think I would lie to you and allow you to fail after I said come? Do you think that after you trusted enough to even rise up and give me extra, that you would think that I would repay you with failure? Come on. You think I would do that to you? I'm not a man. 
that I should lie. I ain't like everybody else that you used to dealing with. That you got a dead double dog dad in order for you to find out how true they are. All you got to do is tell me and my response to you will always be truthful and honest. My response to you will always be the one that considers your best interest. If I didn't think that you could make it, if I didn't think that you could stand it, if I didn't think that you could do it, if I didn't think I could do it, I never would have told you come. But I said come because my word will not return unto me void. It's going to do what I said do. It's going to accomplish what I said accomplish. And if I said come, you're going to come here. Now watch this. If Jesus had to reach out and grab him, it was a fulfillment of come here. Yes. It didn't say that his hand was extended and it stretched like, you know, some superhero. It caught him. It didn't say that Jesus moved from his place. No. I, I didn't read it. Maybe there's another account of it. It said Jesus caught him and brought him here. When he lifted him back up, he was in Jesus' face. And I'm so easy. You all right, Peter? I, I told you to come here. Do you... Do you believe me now that I'm able? I can owe ye of little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And when they were come into the ship. So now I want you to just walk. watch me. Watch me. He caught him. I can just imagine Jesus and Peter just walking, walking back to the ship. Jesus standing there saying, you go first. You, you just climb on up the gangplank. I'll be right up in a minute. I could just, I could just see him. He caught him and snapped. You all right? You breathing? You okay now? You done finished panicking, screaming and crying, hollering out, acting all, uh, all up. Come on, let's go. Let's go. He just, he just walked with him. Now, now realize what it said. It still didn't say that the wind stopped. Now, Jesus is walking with me in the storm that I thought was going to take me out because I was sinking and he's walking with me in the waves through the wind to the ship and then he's he's so polite he's so polite you go first you go up first it wasn't no miraculous I'm going to lift us up we're going to float through the air no they walk back into the ship
him saying of a truth thou art the son of God I'm crying Savior Savior hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Hmm? I'm crying, Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Ain't that what y'all saying? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While others die, I call me. Do not pass me by. So today, I want you to realize that God will make you forget about your storm. He'll make you forget about it. And in the event that you happen to remember it while you are walking back through it, he's, you just gotta be close enough to him for him to reach out and catch you. You just gotta be close enough. You just gotta make sure that you're, you are in close enough proximity for him to catch you. Just. You gotta walk far enough away from safety, but close enough to God for him to catch you. I mean, there's just so much that's in this story that just blows my mind. He just, he walked back with him in the middle of the wind and the storm. He dared him, come on. If you dare me, I can dare you. Try me now and see. See. See if I won't do it. So we pray. Something said or done. Make a difference in your life. I pray that that allows you to look at your storm from a different perspective. I hope it opens your eye just a little bit differently. Because in every aspect of the story, Jesus is right there. He's right there. Every aspect of the story, he's right there. He's right there. Once he shows up on the scene, he never left the scene until the storm 
stopped. So we pray that this story, that you'll never read it again with the same light, that your understanding has been opened up, that you realize that God is able to do all things but fail. All things but fail. May God richly bless you. May he continue to keep you, guide you, and direct you. Know that there is no storm that you are enduring right now that God can't get you through. There is no storm that you're dealing with right now that God can't get you out. All you've got to do is just get him on board. And if you can't get him on board, get to him. And he will take care of you. God bless you. God keep you. God love you. My father's children. Spirit just said, you got to change the prayer. You got to change the prayer. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. You know, we, we, when we pray, sometimes we ask God to deliver us from the situation. Ain't that what we ask? God, deliver me from this. Hmm? Deliver me from this madness. Mm -hmm. Deliver me from this situation. Mm -hmm. Deliver me from this person, place, or thing. Mm -hmm. Deliver me from this substance. Mm -hmm. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. Ask God to deliver you in the situation. Just ask God to deliver you in it. Deliver me in this. Deliver me in. Mm, deliver me in this. Deliver me in. Do you? I want you to understand the difference in from and in. If God delivers you from something, He has taken you away uh, out of uh, it. Uh, but when you're delivered from this does not necessarily mean that you are saved. And I'm not talking about saved as in salvation. I'm talking about I, you, if you are delivered from something, that just means that you have been moved away from that circumstance. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Holy Ghost, speak. Oh, Holy Ghost. Thanks, speak, Lord. speak, Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Thank you. 
But if God delivers you in it, see, from from is an external experience. From happens on the outside. Thank you. In happens on the inside. See, if God delivers you in the situation, then something has to happen in you in order for deliverance to manifest. Thank you, Jesus. Change the prayer. Don't ask God to deliver you from it. Ask God to deliver you in it. When he delivers you in it, he has given you strength immediately to conquer it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Deliver you in it. Deliver you in it. Deliver you in it. If he delivers you from it, you don't always learn the lesson. If he delivers you in it, you'll get the lesson and you'll never have to worry about it anymore. Because you'll have a testimony that will let the world know that God is able to do all things but fail. Don't ask God to deliver you from it. Ask him to deliver you in it. God, deliver me in this. Deliver me in this. Let this particular situation and problem bring forth my deliverance. If it be possible, let this cup pass from external, from me. Jesus could not be delivered from the situation, but he delivered in the situation. His victory came in the situation. He overcame in the situation. He was more than a conqueror in the situation. We were saved because he stayed in it, not delivered from it. Y'all understanding what I'm saying? Y'all understanding what I'm saying? No, 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 I'm sorry. You understand what the Holy Spirit is saying? Change the prayer. Oh, oh, if, oh, if I'm on it, my boss getting on my nerves, I pray that he delivers me from my boss. No, no, no. Ask God to deliver you in the situation with your boss. Because God can change your boss's heart, but you got to stay in it. Because if from it means get you another job. From it means he can take that boss away and bring you one that's worse than the first one. He can take you from one bad situation, put you in a worse situation. Because you don't need deliverance from it, you need deliverance in it. Mother said Holy Ghost spoke to her while she was dealing with shingles. He, she didn't say the Holy Ghost delivered her from the sickness. The Holy Ghost told her what to do in the sickness. He said, go take a bath in some salt. And while I was in it, he delivered me. And because he delivered her in it, her testimony was very different. 
but she had to get up off the bed of affliction. I don't know if she had salt in the house already, but she had to go get the salt out the cabinet. And after she went, got the salt out the cabinet, she had to go to the bathroom, run the bath water. And I, if you've ever dealt with shingles, it ain't, it ain't a nice thing. It's painful. It hurts. It ain't, it, it, it's nothing to deal with. It ain't, nothing, it ain't no play thing. After she ran the bath water, she had to have the nerve to get in it. Now, shingles, your skin is, is oversensitive to every, your clothes hurt you. Am I lying, mother? Getting dressed just hurt. Ask me how I know, because I had it. It just hurt. Getting dressed hurt. You can't find nothing that's clothes that's comfortable because everything that touches it hurts. That's why the medication that they give you numbs the skin because it's so painful. She had to get, I'm sure she didn't run a cold bath. I'm sure she didn't. So now I got over hypersensitive skin. I'm getting into some warm bath with some salt. And in the middle of her action, in her faith, in the middle of her stepping out on faith, she received her healing. In it, not from it. God didn't take it from her, he healed it in her. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. Change the prayer. Don't ask God to change the people around you. Ask God to change you in the relationship with the people. Changing you in relationship to the people doesn't mean that they're going to get over on you anymore because he's changed you. It changes your positionality. It allows him to then say, come on, now I'm walking with you. Okay. And the devil, the devil just can't walk up on you and God Amen. and do what he want to do. The devil, the devil got to change if he walk up on you. Now, if he walk up on you, that's a little bit different. But if he walk up on you and God, ask God to change you in it so that so much light, power, and authority comes through you that everything that's not like him immediately comes under submission. And not because you did anything. Just because he walking with you. Peter, hold, hold up, hold up. Peter didn't do nothing except holler and reach. Jesus did the rest. Jesus had to catch him. Jesus had to lift him. Yes. Jesus had to walk with him. Amen. Jesus had to allow him to get back in the boat. Yes. We didn't 
Jesus, Peter didn't do none of it on his own. Amen. He didn't do any of it in his own strength. It was, tap your neighbor and say, it was all God. It was all God. And when it becomes all God, that's when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's going to get all the glory. 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 He's going to get all the glory. Yeah, yeah. Change your prayer. Change your prayer. Holy Ghost said, change your prayer. 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 Don't deliver me from it. Deliver me in it. Huh? Deliver me. Deliver me in it. You know, because you know, spiritual church, you know, somebody bothering you. You know, fret not thyself because the evil do it. Neither be thy envious against the niggas, the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. The Lord is my light, my salvation. You know, we just reading scriptures on folk. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to make you act right. I'm going to give you some act right on some scriptures. That's what I'm going to make. I'm going to make you, you, you. See, reading the scripture ain't for them. It's for you. The scripture is telling you don't fret. Why are you so fearful? Oh, ye of little Faith, why do you doubt? Hallelujah. It says no weapon formed against thee. It didn't say me. Good God Almighty. My God, ask God to just deliver you in it. Oh, no, no, God, I want, you, I want you to squeeze me till you get all the glory. So that when I rise up out of this, everything in me is just dead. Just dead. Just kill all the flesh that's lingering in me so that when they look at me they will only see you otherwise I'm gonna rise up and say look at me walking across this water huh one more thing and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be done one thing. It said that the wind was contrary. It said that the wind was contrary. So you got to understand that the only thing that causes waves is wind. I got you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Waves don't occur 
on their own. They occur because of wind. Wind causes waves. The only thing that causes a wave to crest is the land. That's it. But the wave itself is caused by the wind. And guess what? There's not even a current on a lake. But you can have a wave on a lake. Right? There's no tide on a lake that goes in and comes out. There's no shifting that occurs on a lake. So how is it that a lake can, can give you wind? Come on, sweetie. How is that possible? Except there be wind. Fisherman says that the water is choppy. The water is choppy because it's windy. Next time it's a storm outside, go look at the water. And the water's going back and forth. Only because of the wind. It's just because as soon as the wind stops, the wave will stop. It'll stop. And who is the God of the air? Satan. So Satan is the only one that will cause the wind to be contrary. Don't that sound just like him? Yes. Just contrary. Just, just he just don't know what he want to do. Want to blow this way. Want to blow that way. Want to blow in a circle. Want to stop blowing and then pick back up blowing. Hurricane. Right? That's a crazy storm in itself. Big old circle. Caused the storm. But you see, it didn't affect Jesus. No. Why? Because I already told him, get thee hence. Yes. Yes. I already got authority over the wind and the way. Yes. I don't have to worry about none of this. Uh -uh. I was on the mountain, he was blowing hard, yes. talking mess. You got to understand. You got to understand. Wind was contrary because of him. But Jesus was able to rebuke. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Give, me, give me lower. Give me lower. Give me lower. Okay. <laughs> One more thing. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus called the storm or caused the storm, why would he rebuke himself? Amen. Why would he do that? Wouldn't that be contrary? Yes, sir. Why would I cause a storm and then rebuke myself? Why would I rebuke the wind? He didn't cause it. No. Come on. You gotta love God. Yes. You gotta read His word, though. Yes. You gotta know that the wind and the storms of life are because of Satan. Yes, I'm gonna do God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now he might not deliver you from it, 
but he will sure deliver you in it. And for a brief moment, Peter was delivered in the storm. How do you know he was delivered? Because he was walking. <laughs> he had his swag on show. No. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I am sure. See, that's what me Peter act up. He knew he had been delivered, but he had spoken too soon. He he forgot to hold on to his praise. And when he forgot to hold on to his praise, self slipped back in. Yes. I want to copy this DVD. I want to copy this one. I'm going to play this one when I get home. Boy, if you're not recording this one, it's going to be me and you. I'm just telling you. Understand the next time you are in the middle of a storm, know that God did not create that storm. He didn't create it. Well, what about the rent fee, Bishop? What about it? How many of you know God will even allow Satan to think that he's going to get you? And still be able to deliver you by the same contrary winds. Because how many of you know Satan will start it, but God is the one that will stop it. Because I'm sure Satan was like, yeah, I'm going to let these waters now splash down. And God was like, not till I say. There you go again. I'll tell you when this storm gonna stop. I'll allow you to start it up. Yes. We just bless the Lord today. I pray. I pray that you heard me today. Change your prayer. Tell God, thank you, and ask him to deliver you in the storm. Deliver me in the storm. Deliver me in the storm. God, thank you for delivering me in the storm. Yes, Because to deliver me from it means I don't want to have to deal with it. But we glory in tribulation. Isn't it what it said? Yes. Huh? Count it all joy. We count it all joy yes, yes, when we fall into diverse temptations. Yes. We count it joy because it's for God's sake. Yes. Now don't you go get tempted and then blame something on God because that might not be him. Amen. We could do that too. Oh, the Lord tempted me to do it and I failed. No, you did that. Don't blame that on God. Amen. Stuff we do do. 
Amen. But I pray that something said or done to make a difference in your life. Go back and study and read this lesson and allow it to be a blessing to you all over again. Go through the facets of how God moved through this story with Peter and this account and this personal relationship with him. Go back through it and realize that God was in control the entire time. The entire time. So we bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. All hearts are happy. All spirits rejoicing as one. If there are, if there's no one, I just, I just, just take somebody's hand. Because I know my brother and my sister are going through some things. I know that they're dealing with some stuff that is contrary to what God has shown them. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that what God showed you and what you're seeing right now is, is, is contrary. Uh, God, God said we're going to go and meet me on the other side, but I'm in the middle of this storm. Uh, and I'm forgetting that he said you're going to meet me on the other side. Uh, you, 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 I'm going to meet you somewhere in the midst of this, this, this trip that we're going to go on. But I want, I want you to know that I've, I've seen the trip from the end. I, I, I'm not looking at the trip in the middle. I, I didn't, I'm not looking at the trip from the beginning. I'm looking at the trip from the end. I know if I said we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. We're not going to have to stop. We're not going to fall off the earth. It's not going to be no typhoon. It's not going to be no hurricane. It's not going to be no windstorm. It's not going to be nothing that's going to stop what I said. Because I said... I'm going to pray, and I'll meet y'all over there. Amen. So I know my brother and my sister are going through some challenges. I know that there's some things that are contrary in their lives. I know, I know that what God has shown you and what you're dealing with seem to be completely opposite. I know that what you have experienced seems worse than what it was before. I, I know that it seems like it's not getting any better on any account. I know that it seems like you have jumped out the pan into the fire and that there's no help, that there's no hope, that there's nothing that's going to be able to save you. I know that you feel like that this is your end and that you have failed and you have not accomplished any of the things that you wanted to in your life. I know, I know how you feel because I understand that these feelings are natural, but I've come today to tell you that our God is able. I've come today to tell you that as long as you're trusting in him, as you are believing in him, I know that you promised God some stuff and that we didn't live up to any of the things that we promised him. I know we told God that we was going to do some stuff and we haven't done any of that stuff yet. I know that we are dead God, that if you get us out of this, I promise that I'm going to do one, two, and three. And I know that God has delivered and 
we haven't done anything that we promised that we would do. But I know that our God is a forgiving God. He's loving and he's caring. He knew that we was talking out the side of our mouth when we said it. He knew our heart when we said it. And I'm so glad that he knows me. I'm glad that he knows me personally. I'm glad that he knows when I'm talking foolish. I know that God knew exactly what was going to happen when the winds became contrary and I stepped out there on faith believing that I was going to walk to him. I knew he knew that I was going to fail. I knew he knew that I was going to doubt. He knew that I was going to start sinking and I was going to cry out to him. He knew that I was going to get far enough from shore to be away from my own safety. He knew that I wasn't going to be able to fix it on my own, that I couldn't save myself. But God knew that I was going to be close enough to him to reach out and scream, God, save me. Lord, save us before it's everlasting too late. Reach out your hand and touch me because I need you, God. Father, I stretch my hand unto you. No other help I know. I know I can't find no one else to get me out of this but you. And he reached out and caught me. God, thank you for catching me. Thank you for catching me in what seemed like utter failure. Thank you for catching me in what seemed like a disease that was going to take me out. Thank you for catching me when my mind was about to be lost. Thank you for catching me when I didn't know how I was going to make it. Thank you for catching me when everybody else walked off and left me. Thank you for catching me when they told me I wasn't going to be nothing, wasn't going to do nothing, wasn't going to have nothing, wasn't nobody going to be around me. Thank you for catching me. For lifting me up. Thank you for walking with me back to a safe haven. Thank you for walking with me when there was nobody else around. Thank you for walking with me when nobody else could save me. Thank you for walking with me when I couldn't talk to nobody else. Thank you for walking with me when no one else would listen. Thank you for walking with me when there was nobody nearby. Thank you for walking with me when there was nobody that could get to me. Thank you for walking with me. you for walking with me that while on others thou wast calling you did not pass me by thank you for hearing my voice thank you for bidding me to come to you you said it God come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden learn of me for I am meek and lowly take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy my yoke is easy and my burden is light thank you God for even while I don't understand it right now, you are still 
holding my hand. Thank you, God, for walking with me back to safety. Thank you, God, for delivering me back into the ark of safety. Thank you, God, for walking with me through the wind and the rain. Thank you, God, for walking with me through sickness and pain. Thank you, God, for walking with me in the midst of my heartache. Thank you, God, for walking with me in the middle of my confusion. Thank you, God, for settling my mind, settling my circumstance, settling my situation, settling my heartache, settling my pain. Thank you, God. 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 For when I didn't understand what was going on, I'm glad you did. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being my comforter. Thank you for being my God. Thank you for being my peace in the time of storm. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Present you faultless before the throne of grace. May the love of God, the sweet and precious communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with you henceforth, now, and forevermore. And all of God's people, and all of God's people, and all of God's people, say amen. 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 And amen.